All right, good morning, KC. Thanks for hanging out with us. The Character Concerns crew here on 610 Sports Radio, anchoring your 2023 NFL draft coverage with Jay Binkley and Chris Nocero. I am Nick Schwartz. It's been a great weekend already, guys. And today, the sun is shining. It is gorgeous outside. The draft is in Kansas City. I can't think of a better way to spend a Saturday morning than heading down to Union Station and catching this thing live in person. It's starting now. We have three trades before the round begins. As Ian Rampport said, unprecedented. Unprecedented, folks. Um, they're showing the aerial shots right now. Looks like there's still plenty of room if you're heading down there. Chris, if you're not in that fountain, if they take Zach Koontz or Hunter Loopke, I'm yeah, going to be actually, sorely disappointed. Chris, you should. I'm not, I'm not doing that. If you should, not, that's, that's not characteristic of me anyway. You should, should commit, it's you should not commit to making some sort of public show. Yeah. I'll probably I'll probably do a video or something. I'll put it out on Twitter. If the Chiefs draft Zach Koontz. Like dancing around. And honestly, I, 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 I got to get real messed up to be doing and honestly, that. Honestly, I think, I think the same goes doing for, the gritty. for your guy. Fo- doing the gritty on the fountain. <laughs> Velami Fajoko. If yeah. they oh, him, dude, you, do you already know. You already the know. The gritty man. will come out for him. Yeah, I, I, I'll, if they were to get Fajoko, man, you already know. I, I'll be tagging y'all guys on Twitter. Y'all already know about that. Let's do it. Yeah, I love this day because the Chiefs have, have shown you a – They've shown you a method in the past. And if you just want to go based off last year where the Chiefs had 10 draft picks, you got to day three, and it's all about upside. It's all about traits, physical, measurabilities, all that stuff. Like, yeah, they want to know if you can play football, and they want to know, like, what your skill is, how refined is it, how how's your technique. But I do think that this is where they just kind of take flyers. These are lottery tickets, and they cashed a bunch of them last year. It's a, It's a very advantageous spot to be in as a front office, knowing that you've hit so much in recent years that you can be a little riskier today if you want to. And I think so. And I think the whole theme of, can you play different positions? Brett Beach saying there, can a running back be put in the slot? Again, the Swiss army knife type of players that they can move around again. It's the, it's the college football program mentality. The chiefs have up and come with this machine. They have, they have a machine going forward. They have a method of what they're doing. It's worked out extremely well. Even taking like a Nazi Johnson last year in the seventh. Who, what, yeah. Who, who, not, oh, he played special teams in the Super Bowl uh, for the Chiefs and made some nice plays. So it's moves like that and forecasting what you can do going forward. And I do think you you judge it. You don't judge this year's draft class based off last year's. You're going to be disappointed if you do that every single year. Last year's was, I mean, such an outlier in a positive way. If If you get, if you make, okay, so right now, they're slated to have eight picks overall. That number could drop by the time we get to the end of today. I, I think it probably will, right? Do you think they're making five? You guys think they're making five picks today? No, I, just, I think Brett moves. Man. I think they're making four. I think he moves and even maybe uses a pick next year. Well, we've already seen what it would take to move up, right? We saw some of these teams that have moved up to the, the top of round four, basically giving up a fifth round pick to move up 10 spots. So, there's some bargain shopping going on. The way yeah, this is the up. Chiefs are currently set at pick 134. I think realistically, you're probably looking to move up to like pick 120, maybe 125 in yeah. that sort of range. Yeah. And if they do that, I think, yeah, you're probably looking at four picks today. And that's great because you don't need all eight guys to be great. Like this is, again, you're, you're trying to give yourself as good of a shot as you possibly can to hit on some of these dudes. And if you walk away from this draft, if we're looking back on it five years from now and you say two of these dudes are second contract guys, 
three of these dudes are second contract guys. That's a successful draft class. And here's the thing. The phone lines are open now, even with teams that normally wouldn't deal with you in the first and second round. So we saw Kansas City and Cincinnati make a deal. You won't see that in the first round. But this type of round, yeah. anybody takes phone calls, rival or not, they'll make moves with you at this point. Yeah, I, I just I think at this point now, there's going to be teams really trying to shop for value here, shopping for athleticism. And I, I wonder if because of the Chiefs' approach to the third day, where they are very much trusting their coaching and believing that they can turn guys into uh, – premium talent just based off their athleticism. But, you know, those guys need some some coaching. I wonder if you're seeing teams now like, okay, well, let's let's try to do what the Chiefs are doing here and let's just go get premium athletes. And I, I think that is putting us in a position where day three could shape to be a little bit much more eventful than what we normally see for the uh, third day of the draft in, in past years. Who's your guys' favorite draft pick thus far with the three picks the Chiefs have made? Felix Anudike Uzama in the first, Rasheed Rice in the second, Wanya Morris in the third. Who, who, what's the favorite pick the Chiefs have made so far for you guys? Rasheed Rice. I, I like Felix a ton, don't get me wrong, from Kansas City, but Rasheed Rice and his potential, because it's wide receiver. It's the position they need. It's the catalyst of what the Chiefs are all about. It's about offense, moving the football down the field. And if this is a guy that Pat Mahomes looked at and said, this guy can help me go forward and facilitate what I do with my skill set going forward, it is the most important aspect of what the Chiefs are. They're all about their offense. Felix is great. Again, the Chiefs are not about defense. They they improved this year. They got up to 12th in total defense. But this team is about putting points on the board. Are you like me in that you've kind of warmed up to it more as, as time has passed? I, I think that squat video. Yeah, that did it for you? I think when he squatted like every weight in the weight room. 500 right? pounds, I believe, was the man. And it was a deep <laughs> Once squat. Once saw that video. <laughs> hey, the video sold him, man. Bink, it was a deep squat, too. Uh, it's perfect form, too. Yeah, he was, he was, it looked like he was sitting in a chair. Yeah, he didn't yeah. cheat. He didn't cheat and go like halfway yeah, down. He didn't go halfway. You know, it, was, it was a legit squat. In the, uh, the weight room, nuts. All the players, all his teammates at SMU went nuts. Yeah, it's when you have a wide receiver getting guys hyped up in the weight room, that, that tells you a lot By about way, that player. Those, are the, dude, those that. are the guys, the wide receivers are typically the guys you think of as, you know, they come around, they kind of bounce around the weight room a little bit. Not really touching anything. Yeah, they're not hitting the bars like that. They're not hitting the bars. Maybe they'll do a couple curls. Yeah, they'll yeah. hit the glamour muscles, yeah. and then they head home. Yeah, you're you not know, hitting the bars They're there for 15, like 20 that. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 a lot of them want to keep their, keep their lean figure a little bit so that it doesn't kill their speed. The one thing we're seeing with wide receivers because of the, the pay skill in the NFL, everybody wants to be a wide receiver. You've seen a lot of wide receivers that probably would have been running backs. Like Odell Beckham. He would have been a fantastic running back at LSU. But we're seeing more and more guys transition. Okay, can I play wide receiver? You know, they maybe yeah. have the mold in the build. Like Tyreek Hill. You know, he played running back and wide receiver. But more and more, the uh, the best talent is typically going to wide receiver. I understand the Bijan sneak out of the world, but the best talent's going to wide receiver. Well, I think it's just tougher to evaluate. Like if I if we if we all would have sat here before and ranked our top ten lists of top ten wide receivers, it would have been very different from one another. Very different from one another. And it's just all about what what skill set do you value? What type of player do you want to see? Because there's so many different ones out there. Chris, what's your answer? What's been your favorite pick the Chiefs have made so far? Uh Felix. I'm a huge fan. Uh, like when I when I watch him on on tape, he reminds me so much of Tom Bahali. Like really does. Like, very powerful rusher, but he's got some good footwork to him, got good hands, and I think that is going to give him an advantage in being able to to work his way up. This is a kid that that came in and was so productive very early in his college career. I mean, my, this kid just turned 21. That means that 
at 19 years old and at 20 years old, he had almost 20 sacks in two seasons. And and real quick, eight four that is, as well. Yeah. And Chris, that is so important when you're evaluating players. It's not just about how much production did you have. It's at what stage in your career did you have the yeah. breakout season? And look at pictures of this kid when he was in high school, when he was just committing to Kansas State. And you're talking about a kid, he was just tall and lanky. Like, he was really, really skinny. That means that he had to put on a lot of weight really quickly just so that he could make it to a point where he could play defensive end at a Power 5 school. He did that, and then very quickly, by the by, by his sophomore year, you're talking about this kid immediately starting to get a lot of reps on offense and very quickly turning into a productive edge rusher at Power 5 level mm-hmm. after putting on a hell of a bunch of weight in, the pandemic. in a quick time. And he during didn't the play pand- video games. He didn't do that. Yeah. You mentioned Tom Ali, and I think that's interesting because Tomba's worked with Karloftis. Yeah. You know, in the ring, the jiu-jitsu and everything else. Like, Tomba has taken time, and he's working with George Karloftis. What's to say he won't do it with Felix as well? He probably will. That's one good thing about the Chiefs is even retired, they still help the other ones. They've always done that. It's always been the mode. Brandon Albert, you know, helping out Eric Fisher, you know, the whole mindset of helping me. Tom Ball Lee, I'll never forget. Tom Ball Lee was helping D Ford. Tom Ball Lee, I believe, got two extra little contracts in the Chiefs because D Ford wasn't ready for primetime. Yeah. But Tom put the ego aside and, and helped because this guy was drafted to take his place. He helped him out. So Tom being here, what he's doing with Karloff, because Frank Clark helped out Karloftis a ton last year. Yeah. But Tom Ball Lee, would he work with Felix? 100%. You could see him getting some of those pass rush moves. Tomba could move, man. He had some pass rush moves about him. But if he helped out Karloftis, why not Felix as yeah, well? Yeah, and, and and the thing is, is I think he's still got a little, like Felix could put on a little bit more weight there. I think he's got the frame to do it. And so the Tomba was a, was a bigger defensive end when he played. He was like 275 when he played, um, similar height. So like it could be a point where Felix could put on a little bit more weight, bulk up a little bit more, and still have the uh, the athleticism to be able to get around guys. All right, guys, I got breaking news, and you're not going to like this, Bink. I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a report that at pick 103, the Saints are selecting Nick Saldaveri. Mm. Offensive tackle. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Let me let's, take this and mark it off. Hey, let's rip, the band- let's, just, let's rip the Band-Aid off early. There's you know one what old I mean? Dominion guy left. At least they didn't drag it out. And you didn't have to, you know, get your hopes That's up. That's a great pick. This guy's a, a tremendous player. It's a good pickup by the Saints. Again, 15 top 30 visits for him. Blown Jim Nagy away. One of the, I think, one of the best uh, evaluators of talent. Runs the senior bowl. Absolutely loves this guy. Could play guard, tackle. He could play center for you. This guy could do every single position. If there was a guy, I'd say, all right, this guy fits what the Kansas City Chiefs is. Was Nick Sadaveri, but he's going to the Saints. Trade it up to get remain. him. Zach Koontz does remain. Dude, if Zach Koontz goes off the board at 105 <laughs> or 104, I swear, <laughs> just back to back Old Dominion guys. Yeah, I, 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 would, you know what? I had a heart condition last year at this time, so I don't know if it would happen. This yeah, year. we don't need that. We'll we don't need down. that. Commissioner, please do whatever you can. Step in if you need to. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I, this, is, this is a fun day because you, you look at all these guys and you. Well, it's an aggravating day so far. Well, I know, and j- the theory After of one it, pick, the idea. As I, I, as long as Coons doesn't come off here, I'm good. Yeah, but our guy, we both like this guy, man. I think you liked him too, didn't you, Nick? I think all I like three Zach. Of us- I mean, well, dude, when you see a guy who's built like that, who goes to the combine and just sh- shreds everyone, you say, okay, yep. there's something there. I don't know if he can play football, but this guy's a freak athlete. But to find all three of us agreeing on somebody, that's hard to do. Yeah, I think once though. 
the they they made the one your Morris pick. At that point, I was like, you know, they don't really need Saldaveri now because, like, for me, it was like Saldaveri would be your your candidate for that right tackle spot. But now it's like, okay, you can kind of go other other spots here and and, and take some shots at yeah. other positions. You know, what? I, I, I'm a big fan of kill him with as many as you got. Those just like last year with the Chiefs, just boom, 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 throwing all these darts at defensive backs. I'm a big fan of that, man. Go in, create that competition, have the more. I would have been fine with the Chiefs making this pick. Day three of the NFL draft is off and running. We've got you for another 45 minutes. The Character Concerns crew talking NFL draft on 610 Sports Radio. This is an NFL draft special with the Character Concerns podcast crew. Subscribe and download today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports Radio. All right, who's your day three NFL draft crush for the Kansas City Chiefs? Let us know on the Jays Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610. We know who Jay Binkley's was. There's still another one left. Nick Saldaveri. There's two left with Koontz and uh, Hunter Lupke. Uh, But you and I were laughing because Ringo, (laughs) the corner goes to Philly. (laughs) From Georgia. The Philadelphia Bulldogs. So the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Well, they hired Kirby Smart over there. So just to recap. The the Philadelphia Eagles Bulldogs. have selected in the last two drafts five starters from the 2021 National Championship Georgia Bulldogs Including team. their best player on defense the last two years. So last year it was Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean. This year, in the first round, they drafted Jalen Carter. They drafted Arguably Nolan Smith. the best player in the draft. Yes, they drafted Nolan Smith. And then now in round four, they draft... Keely Ringo, the cornerback, who this guy was one of the top recruits in the country, and it just never really got to the point where he was supposed to, at, at least from a, a projection point of view. But you're drafting five-star former, you know, top ten recruits, and you're bringing them into a but, great program that's not going to let it? you get away with, like, whatever you were getting away with. Like, sure. Jalen Carter, yeah. off-the-field concerns, he had to be pushed in the weight room. Character concerns. You're either going to fit in or you're not in in Philly. Whereas you go to a lesser organization, you're going to be able to get away with some stuff. Let me tell you this, Nick. Let me ask you this. Can you think about the creative genius in this? You're getting teammates. Yes. They, they've won together. They've won national titles together. They know exactly where they are on the field. Remember I brought up uh, Pete Carroll's book last night? When you can trust the people around, you can concentrate on <laughs> yeah. what you can do. When you have your teammates that you played in college with, and you know exactly their skill set, what they can and can't do. The team chemistry built on taking the whole damn team. You know, we always have the arguments. Can a college team beat a pro team? Well, essentially, Philadelphia now has the Georgia Bulldogs, but they're teammates, and they know each other. This is brilliant. Dude, well, I just love the idea that Howie Roseman's sitting here this morning, and he's talking to his scouts, and he's talking to Nick Sirianni. Did they he, just go to Georgia's whole scouts? And he, yeah, he goes, he goes, hey, guys. <laughs> he calls me. He says, hey, guys. Uh, so uh, we're trading up. And we're doing it again. We're, and he doesn't have to explain. He doesn't have to say, what do you mean we're doing they it? They know what the game is. They know what the game is at this point. Oh, we're taking another Georgia. You get all the scouts. Since you guys spent all your time in Athens, we'll just stick with that. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only team they have scouts in is just sitting over there in Athens waiting for them to play. It appears they probably have a condo there. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not the worst strategy in the world. It's not because they're teammates. They know each other. I just wonder. It's like. At a certain point, are you missing out on other 
prospects that could work out better for you because you're just sitting there like, oh, let's get all the guys from Georgia. They got the blinders on, bro. Yeah, because not all of those guys from that school are going to be great. Right, but at the school. Okay, okay, but sitting here right now, can you look at any one of those picks individually and say that was a bad pick? No, I don't. I don't think they're bad picks. I mean, at least right now, no. I mean, certainly right? we we'll find out in a year or two if they're Is bad. Kirby Smart with defensive acumen at Georgia. Is he in Philadelphia right now with the big stogie hanging out? Well, with him the one chilling? thing, the one thing about Kirby Smart that's been talked about a lot over the past couple of years is they're building this you know, unbelievable college football program. Is they don't put up with any BS at Georgia. Like if you have issues, you're gone. You're gone. You have to fit get, fit in, and that's like going back to what we talked about in the last hour. You know, Chris kind of saying you have to compare the Chiefs to a college football program in that you're given a redshirt year. You come in as a freshman. You're not expected to start right away. You're not expected to be the best player on the team. There's not a ton of pressure on you to perform and put up impressive numbers. Just get get integrated into the system, get comfortable, learn the ways, and we'll bring you along. And when you're ready, you can get out there. But in that same tone – Great. What a great college football programs have. They, we always talk about cultures, right? There's, there are expectations. Chemistry. And there are, there, dude, you know how many guys in the NFL and in college as well who are great teammates when everything's going well, right? When you're winning and you're going to Super Bowls, these guys are great teammates. They're leaders. They're all this stuff. And then the second things start to go south a little bit, all of a sudden, that guy's not as hard of a worker. That guy is not as friendly of a guy to be around. He's not the best teammates. When Andy reads your coach, the second you start to turn south, see ya. Like, thank you for your time, sir. We're going to find somebody else for you. That is how they operate in college, right? The roster turnover is more consistent. Oh, yeah. But if you're not going to fit in, we'll find someone else who I, will. I think this is just an interesting strategy by Howie Roseman, whether it yeah. works or not. We'll see how it works. But being able to have all these teammates together on back-to-back national champion teams and the trust these guys have and what the friendship these guys probably have that have played together this long, I'm curious how this works out because it's kind of unprecedented, especially they're back-to-back national champions. And they're basically, they're, they're giving all indications, hey, they want Georgia Bullet. We've seen this with Alabama before too. Teams that just go after Alabama guys, but never have we seen anything like this yeah, with the amount of teammates. But we've seen like teams – Focusing on those Alabama guys and they don't 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 quite work out. I mean, we've seen cornerbacks like D. Milliner go out here and, and not quite pan out. There there's plenty of examples of these of guys at these these top schools, really successful schools, who who don't quite work out. So I, I just wonder if maybe they're missing a, a part of the like missing some really good talents elsewhere because they're so focused on, okay, let's just go best team, best you know, good player at a position that we we could use on the best defense. And and I just wonder if maybe you're missing out on some other good prospects. So I I, I hope, I I mean, obviously I don't hope they do do too good because, you know, the Chiefs. But at the same time, it's like this could be a situation that backfires if they ended up missing out on talent. If Marcus Mariota wasn't in Philadelphia and signed there, I would say this is where they grab Stetson. Because uh, Jalen Hurts, the, the skill Stetson second year Bennett right. watch is on. <laughs> like if Marcus Mariota wasn't there, you know Bennett was going to end up an eagle. We are on to pick 107. The New England Patriots sounds like are going to take center Drake Andrews. I don't think uh, Chiefs will be in on any interior offensive linemen in this that draft. Is one position like quarterback they don't need unless you're Chris Collinsworth that would have mocked the Chiefs of center. God, yeah, he would have. He would. Where'd Hooker end up? Detroit? <laughs> Detroit. Is that right? That was still 
<laughs> that was a total give up. That was hey, oh, that was a hey, I've got a flight to catch in an hour and a half. Wait, let's wrap this up. Earlier, I got one more chance to do it. I'll just make a case for the Chiefs in the yeah. weirdest way possible. I think it was he he wanted to mock him in the first. Yeah, like I forgot to mock him oh, earlier. Damn it, I forgot I to mock him. I got one more chance here going to the Chiefs. Yeah, I guess, and and he just makes up the most BS argument. Oh well, you know, if he gets hurt, you know, they're they're screwed. It's like, yeah, you can say that about every single team in the league. There is no team in the league that if their starter goes down, well, at least good teams, that if their starter goes down, they'll be fine because oh well, well our backup's really good. No, every team's screwed. Eagles are screwed. Bills are screwed. The, yeah. the Bengals are screwed. All those teams are. It's it's so funny. It's like, well, the only thing that could hurt them is if their quarterback misses time. <laughs> Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's, Explain uh, that's a great more, take there. Explain to me more how football works. How are the Bengals going to do if Joe gets hurt, oh, uh, well, Chris? You know, they're probably going to be picking in the top 10 this year. Since you're in year. the natty right now. <laughs> probably picking in the top 10. Put down that skyline and let's talk. All right, we are five picks in. Are we going to see? We're not going to hear this. Oh, wow. Pick. Bill Belichick dressed up for day three. They show, they're showing him in the war room right now. He's got a suit and a tie. Did he bring his dog Nike? I don't know. Probably. He's got he's got that kind of power. I'm surprised he's dressed up for day three. This is a guy who doesn't dress up for you know a month. Nice husky, you know who's not way. dressed up on day three? Roger Goodell. Yeah, he came in. He, he just like business casual. Like he's Qu- about to go. Quarter zip. Yeah. When you make $35 million a year, you can do whatever the hell oh, you want. Yeah, but he, that, he, he? yeah, he makes like, I think it's like it was 60 35 now. like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think it's over 60 now. Yeah, he's yeah. moving on up in the world. Good for him, man. Good yeah, th- for him. This man has a contract. You the, want to talk about that? The Philadelphia Eagles select Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. We're taking everybody else. Oh, be a great pick. Be a great pick. All right, guys. We got uh, about half an hour left. The Chiefs are officially going to be on the clock at one thirty-four. And I would look at, say, look at this Patriots fan trying to convince himself that this is an excellent Seattle's pick with Jake now. Andrews and hey, Troy. That man flew to Kansas City for the NFL. <laughs> He's probably draft, never Chris. heard of Jake Andrews in his life. He's going to get. He excited doesn't know about, anything about this dude. That man is going to get excited about whatever he hears. He that's flew the halfway one, across the country for this event. That's the one thing I do not like is when they show those fan shots there of the the people that they they you know that like I don't know how how they get in in that in that fan area there, and they're just like you know, celebrating and yeah, I love this guy. And Oh, I mean, almost assuredly, most of those people do not know anything about any of these players. That You're telling me he didn't watch Troy football last year. hundred percent. I, I, I guarantee you that man has watched not a single second of Troy football. What if he's the biggest the Troy fan hey. ever, man. And not a single second, not a single second of Troy football this year. He has no idea who that is. He probably didn't think that they were going to take a center here. He's having the, a good time, though, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah have a good yeah, time. Have, have a good time. Pops. But that dude was a little bit too enthusiastic for that pick. Like, if if they, if the Chiefs ended Maybe up taking a dude. If the, no, it's not his cousin. It's uh, if the Chiefs ended the up like taking 60. a if the Chiefs ended up taking a dude that was like, eh, whatever, like that I hadn't heard of, I wouldn't fake it. I'd be like, I don't know who the hell uh, this dude is. The Indianapolis Colts are going to select Aditamuwa. Adebore. So North Kansas City High good School. Pick, good pick. There I figured go. he'd go early in the fourth round. I, that seemed like a pretty obvious situation there because I don't think. I mean, this was a guy that at one point was a late first round mock. So I thought he was more second round. Makes a whole lot of sense for you to try to go and get him on the fourth. Out of the six on the third picks day, taken though. so far today, they've all been either corners or offensive linemen. Interesting. All corners are offensive linemen of the six picks taken so far. I mean, those aren't necessarily positions of need. Offensive line is a position you can generally find good value at on the on the third day. 
lot of good offensive linemen have come out of the third day of the draft. Not a position. You don't need to go like guard on, on the first day or second day of the draft. If there's good value in the, in well, the I was third just telling day. Nick, a guy I liked a few years ago, Wyatt Teller was a fifth round pick. Yeah. He's yeah. already been two time all pro. Yeah. Again, diamonds in the rough. Yeah. There's so many good. Cause like it, it's a lot of times it, it can be really hard to evaluate these guys once they get, I mean, Osiris Torrance was a guy that was, is I think is going to be once we start doing the redrafts going to be a first round talent. And this was a guy who was in the third round. So I, it, it's, there's not as much of a need, I think, for interior linemen uh, in you know drafting them early in the draft. So getting a guy like that on the on the in the third round is great value. I, I really I really like what teams are doing here as far as not pushing at interior. Chris, we were going through this before the show off the air. Uh, I asked you like where Rishi Rice's best games came against last year as a senior. Do you remember the team he had his best game against? Was it Houston? It was close. That was the best team they played. Okay. He had two touchdowns versus Houston. Yeah, he had a good game against Houston. But the best game he had was against Maryland. Yeah, yeah. He had 11 catches, 193 against, uh, yards. Against Ja'Cory and Bennett. Who the Raiders just Defensive selected. back the Raiders, the Raiders. The Raiders just took a guy who Rasheed Rice beat up and down the field to the tune of 11 Beat the hell out of that dude. And 193 yards last year. Hey, do you remember year. this? The quarterback they have, Jimmy Garoppolo. Average margin of defeat to the Chiefs, 17 points a game. Nice work, Randy. Love it. You know what? I was giving the Raiders props after day one because I, li- I liked I liked them getting Tyree Wilson at pick too. seven. I take it back. I take everything nice I've ever said about that organization oh, back. That dude. That dude. I, I mean, maybe they could coach him up. And I mean, they haven't, they haven't had a great track record with coaching yep. DBs up. But maybe they could do something there. But uh, they picked a guy that uh, our guy was uh, beating up and down the field when they played last Chiefs year. Chiefs are 24 picks. Uh, back from where we're at right now. There's a lot of trades going on. The Patriots just traded up again. Could the Chiefs move up here in round four? We'll find out, and we'll keep you tuned right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is an NFL Draft Special with the Character Concerns Podcast crew. Subscribe and download today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports Radio. Half an hour left here. Character concerns on 610 Sports Radio, at which point we send it over to Vern and the Royals pregame at noon. Round four of the NFL draft is underway. I am Nick Schwert with Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero. We're seeing a lot of offensive linemen and a lot of cornerbacks going off the board here early on day three, which six of eight offensive linemen. I guess you're glad the Chiefs got their guy. At offensive tackle yesterday, now seeing what's happening on day three, you get Wanya Morris out of Oklahoma. So maybe you wanted to add more picks, but now seeing that more teams are going offensive line, it's nice to know you've got one in the bag already. And DeWan Jones finally went. I know a lot of people in Kansas City kind of wanted him, earmarked him. Oh, he's cautioned you against Ohio State. Texas, I don't <laughs> think the Chiefs are going to go that direction. We finally went to Cleveland, uh, uh, pick 111. I will say this, though. The one guy that I think we all liked was Nick Sotovary, the guy that went first in this round because you know the Saints and teams are looking around saying, how do we get up and get this guy? I think he's the best of this bunch. It's been taking the fourth round. Yeah, I, I wasn't too big of a fan of Dewan Jones, so I, I was glad they went Wanya last night. And I, I think now they could very well be done going offensive line and they can just take some shots here on the third day. And 
get some skill position players. And I, I think that would be a, a very fun sight to see because now they can really kind of save some money here by not having to feel like they're pressed to go out and spend big money in free agency or retain guys that aren't at the, at that elite status. So this is a, a really good situation for the chiefs. I think they're currently on pick one twelve. The Patriots just traded up for a kicker, by the way. Um, they gave up a sixth round pick. That's to, a Patriots pick. Right they, there. they gave up a sixth round pick to move up eight spots and select a kicker, Chad Ryland. So watch out for him in your fantasy drafts. It's, it's coming like, up this fall. You know what? It's funny because people laugh at kickers and everything, but how many games come down to that? I mean, that for the moment, Patriots, it probably will come down to a lot they for sure. It, but I, mean, I don't you, think they're going to be punching it in the end yeah, zone very often. Yeah, they're going to be kicking a lot of field goals. They, are, they so. are, but you come down to that, and we often laugh at kickers or special teams and all that, but it is a huge part of the game. But sometimes that guy's the difference between you winning and losing going forward. And obviously, we've had the Harrison Butker going back and forth with Chiefs fans this year in the inconsistencies at times. And, hey, man, give kickers their due. They are people, too. So we are at pick 114, guys, and I think we are we're we're zeroing in on the range where the Chiefs could realistically trade up to. I'm I'm looking at about pick 120 without giving up much. Well, yeah, we we just saw the Patriots give up a sixth round pick to move up eight spots. The Chiefs have pick 134, so eight spots from there would be 126. Let's imagine though you wanted to give up a fifth round pick. We saw earlier today at, at the very beginning. The Saints gave up a fifth-round pick to move up 12 spots. That would be pick 122. So let's just imagine the Chiefs were willing to give up their fourth and their fifth-round pick to move up and get a guy. That would put you right around the pick 120, 122, which would be eight picks from now. See if they do it. I think this is where uh, Brett Veach would like to, uh, if there's an identifiable guy, unless they just want to sit put. They could do that unless there's somebody they really want. But don't forget Darian Kennard. They moved up to get him. So these mid-round guys, guys, teams – will identify one player that a, that a scout absolutely loved. This is what happens when the scouts, because Brett Veach was like this as a scout for the Chiefs, when he's SEC scout for not only the Eagles, but the Chiefs. You go out and you watch a guy, and you go to the GM and say, man, take this guy. Find a way to get this guy. See if the Chiefs are enamored with any of these. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten is the text line. Who do you want to see the Chiefs take? we got a few texts coming in now. If I'm the Chiefs, go grab wide receiver A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest or running back Rashawn Johnson out of Texas or Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. I'll be with either one of those running backs. I'm not a huge A.T. Perry fan. I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like, like, it's not even like a fit thing. I just don't think he's very I, I good. Think, I think he's like a not as athletic version of MVS. Just like a tall, more possession style. Like, you see him like, the thing is, I, I was watching some of his stuff from Wake Forest. Like, he just like, he'll, he'll just like randomly run out of bounds. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, he doesn't have any field awareness. No, not at all. I don't think he really has like great body control either. He's just like he he has a little speed to him, but he's not. He doesn't have the MVS level speed. Yeah. Roshan Johnson, a running back, does still remain in that backfield. Bijan Robinson, big dude too. Six two, two hundred twenty five pounds. I think that would be a good fit because he is a guy who's like ready made pass blocker. You want to bring him in? Good hands, third down guy. Yeah, I think he would be a nice fit. I mean, a lot of people are saying Deuce, and, you know, all local ties aside, 
I, I would like to see Deuce in this offense. I feel like Andy Reid would find ways to get him involved from day one. Uh, I've been singing Deuce's praises all during the college football season. Him as well. Yeah, like we 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 love that kid, and we we think that there's a lot that he can bring to the Chiefs. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it there. If they if that's where they want to go, then I, I'm not going to complain about it. I would love it. By the way, Roshan Johnson is going to the Bears, so. That dream's dead. Scratch that. <laughs> I, I didn't think they. I didn't think he was going to make it to the to the Chiefs anyway. This has been either. a this has been a boulevard of bad dreams. With the, it's all right. It's all right. The only the only way is if it's if if Coons gets taken before ninety or before yeah. one thirty four and and the Chiefs or if the Chiefs I'm just out of ink. if I'm the out choose of ink. if the Chiefs choose to not take him there, it's like okay, well, wh- what's the process? You know, what's the thought process behind that? Because I, I think at that point they're like he's the last tight end I would take in this draft. Okay, if we get to pick 134, Bink, and they took Deuce Vaughn ahead of Zach Coons, you okay with that? 100%. Okay. I really like Deuce and the skill set. I just It's one of those guys when you think of, like, dream pairings, like peanut butter and chocolate, Reese's. Yeah, you know, okay. Andy Reid, what can you do with Deuce? Like, that's... Oh, that's, that's pretty that. Andy, Andy, Andy Reid and Deuce is the chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> what can I do Andy with loves those small running backs, no, man. Can, but just, what can I do with a guy like this? You know yeah. what I mean? What can I do? Is, you're right. Andy Reid and the smaller running backs. Like he, he liked McCluster. He was a big fan of D'Anthony Thomas. And then, like, Tyreek Hill was kind of that type, too, before they he actually was able to transition to receivers successfully. Um, the Chiefs like guys like that. So Deuce would be a perfect fit with this team. Yeah, it's the, the whole Darren Sproles uh, yeah, syndrome. The Darren Sproles comparison is, is going to live a lot. Even though he didn't play with Philly while Andy was still there. Right, right. Keep sending us the players, 913-586-7610. This is the second time I've seen this name today. Xavier Hutchison out of Iowa State. That's the guy I was telling you I kind of wouldn't mind big, having. I mean, he's big. Throw a dart at. Big physical guy. I... Uh, I kept waiting for him. I, you know, we watch a lot of Big 12 football, and I kept waiting for him to, like, take that next jump as a player, and he never really did. That's like, fair. physically, he's just really, really impressive, and he looks the part, right? He looks like an NFL wide receiver. I just don't see the skill set. I would take a chance at him, though, this type of round again. You got a receiver, that's fine, but just get more. Get the Ronnie Bell type, Xavier Hutchison. I really like, but bring those guys in. Okay, since there's there's three names that, that people have thrown out our way, and I want to give them all three to you, and I want you guys to pick one. Pick if, if they were to pick one of these three guys, Xavier Hutchison out of Iowa State, Trey Palmer out of Nebraska, and the third name, uh, Parker Washington out of Penn State. Trey Palmer to me had 1,000 yards finally. was at LSU, transferred to Nebraska. But would you lose? You lost 4 through 3 speed in McCole Hardman. You draft Trey Palmer, he is at that point, he would be the fastest guy in the Kansas City Chiefs if that's the decision they make. He could play special teams. When he was at LSU, punt return, kick return for a touchdown. Trey Palmer would be my guy out of that group. I, I would go Trey Palmer, too. He's got elite athleticism. He just is very unrefined as a receiver, but he's got good size to him. I think he's like six foot one ninety. So, you know, he's not a small guy. He's got he could play on the outside if he needs to, he could play in the slot. Um, at the very minimum, he could be a McCall Hardman type, but this is also a guy that if he takes well to coaching, if he puts in the work, he could end up being a, a, uh, a starting receiver in this league. It's just a matter of who trusts their coaching enough and who, who does enough as far as research to trust his own commitment to wanting to be great. And you, if you really feel like he, he could be a, a starting receiver in this league, I think you go take him. Like you use the word unrefined. Isn't that Hooters? Delightfully tacky yet unrefined. <laughs> Is that it? 
You would know. I, I don't know. I've, you would know. I'm, I'm not a Hooters I guy. Want. I want delightfully tacky yet unrefined. <laughs> the Hooters of wide receivers. Yeah, uh, legit four three three speed. By the way. Yeah. For. That, that's what uh, I like about her. And kick return and a punt return for a touchdown. But this again, you lose McCole Hardman. What was this forty? Four three three. Yeah. Trey Palmer would instantly be the fastest guy in your roster. All right, we're going to wrap things up on the other side here. Character Concerns on 610 Sports Radio. This is an NFL Draft Special with the Character Concerns Podcast Crew. Subscribe and download today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 610 Sports Radio. Oh, man, perfect timing. Let's go. We got Let's action. go. I told you right at the very end of the of the show, we might be able to get one in. The Kansas City Chiefs have traded up to pick mm. 119. We got 12 minutes left on the air. Zach Coots comes off and the we're gonna board get, now. And we're getting an instant reaction. That's what I'm talking Let's about. Let's go. Thank you, Clark. Thank you, Brett. Zach Coots was good. I, I don't know if Clark had anything to do with that one, but surely Brett and, and Andy were involved in that. Make my day. Rice was taken because of Clark strings, Hunt. Baby. He's an SMU guy. Clark Hunt took him. All right. Call your shot. Zach call Coons? your shot. Zach, Zach Coons. Coons. There you go. We got two Zach Coons. Where are you going? I don't think it's, you know what? Go with us. Sign of solidarity. I'll go with, go, I'll, I'll root go. for Zach Coons. But I, I do like Chase Brown here a lot too. Chase Brown. All right. We, we can deal with that. Deuce Vaughn. I think we'd all be excited about that. Give us something to leave on a positive. I don't know why. I just came in today. I came in today thinking about running backs. I came in today thinking like this is an opportunity to go and get a running back. Give us that moment. Also, uh, Corey Trice, uh, cornerback name I've been talking about a lot. Yeah, I mocked him. You know what? It's time to stop mocking. Time to stop talking. That's a good saying, actually. We should put that. We should put that on character concerns T-shirt. Yeah. Time to st- yeah. stop mocking and start talking. <laughs> All right. So the Chiefs have now traded up uh, to pick one nineteen. Her third trade of the draft. So yeah, they, I wonder. What, I, I'll be interested to see what the compensation is. On well, they this move one. up fifteen spots. I would guess they gave up their fifth round pick. Fifth or sixth. Yeah, I don't know if giving up a sixth. Your- I don't know if giving up a sixth gets you there. I think it depends. I mean, at this point now, like the the further we go in, the less valuable the picks are. So they, it might have the valuation might have changed a bit. We'll see. Uh, they gave up their 2024 fifth round pick. That is just in from Field Yates. 2024 fifth round. Yes. Okay. So that makes oh, sense. oh, that's great. That's see, nice. The price is going down a bit. That's a nice little value right there. That's Draft great. is in Detroit next. So they year. still have four picks left after this one. Including a, including a pick coming up in 15 spots. So they didn't trade up. They just traded. Traded picks 134 in okay, a yeah, 2024 yeah. Okay. fifth round pick. There you go. I read that wrong. Okay, so yeah. Uh, to they're, the Vikings. They're keeping their fifth round pick. Then. They okay. pick yeah, 119. And both, and both their sixth round picks. The Vikings send back pick 119. If you're just joining us, we, this is the Character Concerns crew here on 610 Sports Radio. We're done at noon, but, I mean, perfect timing. The Chiefs have selected defensive back Chamari Connor. Well, this is we talked about this. Them going out of their way and getting a, a more athletic defensive back there and them trying to set up themselves for the future by getting a guy that can project at maybe as an outside corner safety type. Uh, this is I, I think this is very much where they start taking their shots. So makes a lot of sense that they would go here. He's six foot, two hundred pounds. I mean, this is a, a big defensive back. Yeah. I mean it's kind of in the mold uh well, what's a spags guy, four five one speed. 
So, I mean, I can see what the Chiefs went. It's not the, the sexy direction we want them to go, but you can understand the pick because you can't yeah. have enough defense backs. Yeah, you're talking about and potential. That, this guy is good at tight ends, going against tight ends. Yeah, you talk about potential nickel, and I think this is this is a couple of things here. First off, Justin Reed is uh, effectively a two-year deal, so you don't have any long-term commitments to him. I don't know if we saw enough from Brian Cook to know that he's going to be you know locked in as a long-term starter for this team at safety, so... Draft him for depth at safety. And once again, for the third cornerback or safety with this dude, third consecutive round, the chiefs have traded up to get their guy. And we're talking about a guy who is more, wasn't super productive when he was in college, but very much the kind of guy that is an athlete tested pretty well at the combine as far as athleticism goes. And this is one of those moves we talked about there where you're getting a guy that you trust that you can develop into a good player at his position and you're, you maybe have skill deficiency, but you don't have a deficiency in talent. And so this makes a lot of sense for them to go here. Uh, you can't have too, too many DBs when you're in a passing league, like we are in, in today's league. Zerline had him here as a projected sixth round pick is what he said, but calls him a true safety. He can play cornerback, obviously the big nickel, a true safety could be, but line up over tight ends. This, this is against the hybrid version. I was talking about Anthony Johnson. I really like that. I would stay. I would stay because he could play both. So, yep, it's that hybrid blend. You think think about Sneed guys. Sneed guy. Yeah, I mean he's listed as a safety, but yeah, you're you're probably talking about NFL.com, but he's in a corner. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think outstanding in a corner, nickel corner, yeah. It's that college theory, remember? You corner your safety, you just get in here and we'll put you wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. The thing, though, about him, and if, you, if you're watching the, the draft right now, he's a blitzer. That was one of the things yeah. that I, the Chiefs really love about their, their safety position there, their corner position, having guys who are capable of being rushers. He led the Hokies in sacks this yeah. year, five and, and a half. And so you, you, <laughs> you, you look at that aspect. I mean, we, we also saw that with Leo Chanel as well when he was at Wisconsin. Uh, he was also a very good blitzer for them. It makes a lot of sense that you would get a guy that can get after the quarterback. So I imagine this was one of those, this is one of those picks they make. Where it's like high upside, yeah. a lot of athleticism, needs some work, but I, I think that they they may have put themselves in a position to have a, a starting safety in, down the line if he takes to the coaching the way that I think they will. Look they at these numbers, have. not from last year, the year before: eighty-five tackles, five and a half loss, two sacks, one interception, five pass breakups, two forced fumbles. I mean, this guy. That's, sound, that's those sound every, like luxurious need numbers. Yeah, but, the, but yes, in the sack numbers. I mean, this is. The Chiefs led, led the NFL. Them in, led them in sacks one year, had 10 tackles yeah. for a loss, comes back the next year, leads the team in tackles. This is this is what the Chiefs do. They led the NFL in, in safety or defensive backs blitzing the quarterback. It's 100% Spagnola pick. Yeah, this is 100% a Spags pick right 100%. Here. Yeah, the, this is his kind of guy here as a He's DJ. probably throwing a little party in the in the war room and everything. Settle down, Steve. Settle down, Spags been getting a lot of his guys here over the last couple of years. Well, this is Spags guy. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Man, so talk about the aggression. We talked all about all of these draft picks, and Brett Veach is just saying, hey, whatever you see us at, we're probably moving up 15 spots. So I fully expect their next pick, which is 166, I expect that to be around 150. And Very you know, possible. You know what? We look at a couple of years, you might look back on this pick, which where I say, wow, that was a great pick. Just like you do luxurious Sneed at this point. Yeah, I'll be interested. I think that's another guy that we should look out for in camp. 
because the Chiefs already have a lot of safeties on their roster anyways. I mean, this is this will be now their fifth safety added to the roster. Yeah. The one thing that interests me, though, is how quickly does he take to what they do? Because the Chiefs, if they feel like he's ready, they won't have any problem putting him out there. We obviously saw that with their other DBs. I'll be interested to see in training camp how this guy progresses. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, Brian Cook, we saw the Chiefs draft him in the second round, late second round, and he was immediately competing for a starting job. No one Thornhill. And I think this is also, you look towards next year, we've talked about this, you're going to have to make a decision on Legereus Sneed. And if you decide not to extend him long-term, you need to continue to get warm bodies in there in your system and getting them around to figure out what they've got. So Chamari Connor, the fourth player selected by the Chiefs in the 2023 NFL Draft, defensive back out of Virginia Tech. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back on Monday, 6 o'clock, recapping everything that happens this weekend in the NFL Draft. For Chris Unocero, Jay Binkley, I'm Nick Schwartz. Thanks for hanging out with us this weekend. We have had a great time. We hope you you have too. Josh Vernier, Royals pregame, coming up next here on 610 Sports Radio.